Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week our topic of discussion is extracurricular activities. There's so many options and pressures out there when it comes to this type of activity, so we talk about whether or not they're important and how you can approach them. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. They're an amazing company, an amazing partner, and we believe in their curriculum because it's one of the best and helps more homeschoolers smile. So go support them and check out a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for supporting what we do. They're a fantastic source of encouragement, and if you haven't already, you should go subscribe over at homeschoolingtoday.com. Lastly, if you haven't already done this, I would encourage you to leave us a quick review on whatever podcast app you listen on. This is a great way to help spread the word about the Smiling Homeschooler. Okay, let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, I'm still not in the uh, post-holiday mood yet. I'm still dragging a little bit. Not so much hanging on to Christmas as I am to, I just feel like I have half the energy that I had. I have like post-COVID energy after Christmas. Uh, so uh, it's, it's still dragging. Nasty. I know at our homeschool, it just hasn't kicked in yet. I know Debbie just has feels like she has a million things to do and uh, they're just doing just the bare minimum right now. And uh, there's just feels like a lot of travel and a lot of doctor's appointments. And uh, it rained and snowed today. They just felt like someone dumped a snow cone on northern mm-hmm. indiana it was just like slush um and so I, I i guess but it is time to kind of get going again it's the 9th of january as we start this uh and so uh we're we're gonna go back into it but what i thought we'd talk about tonight ben is because right now my son uh my youngest son jed uh is at a basketball game um his basketball game he plays on the homeschool team and uh, uh he loves it but he's injured so he's not playing tonight but his mother loves going to the games anyway and so they both went to the games about an hour and 15 minutes away and they love it i don't love it and uh i decided i am not a sports dad but i thought we should talk about extracurricular activities because uh you know and i don't know what considers extracurricular uh, outside of curricular um, curriculum maybe um, but there are so many so many of them and and sometimes I get emails from moms who feel so overwhelmed by the thought of should I do this you know everybody else is in a play my kid's not in a play should I have my kids in a play I don't see how we have time for a play you know maybe I should be doing basketball or maybe I shouldn't be doing basketball or maybe this and maybe that and I just thought maybe we could just kind of talk about uh extracurricular activities yeah I mean I think it's definitely that fear too it's not just like should they be playing in basketball but the underlying is like will my kid be ill-adjusted or uh, not be able to function or, uh, you know, maybe they will be afraid to interact with people or whatever the thousand other doubts there are. So I think (laughs) there is a lot of, you know, bigger fears attached to it than just, oh, you know, should they play basketball or not? Um, And it's something that, you know, all the schools, I mean, really promote all the extra uh, extra stuff. I mean, you know, from all my friends and, you know, people I work with and stuff. Uh, I mean, especially with kids who are in, you know, high school, uh, middle school, uh, really junior high, all that. Like, it is nonstop, you know. I mean, it's basically your kid can be involved from 
crack of dawn till they go to bed basically with school related activities and uh you know and I, I think part of that is just to keep them busy but two just you know it's just something else they can do and parents think is it feels like it's a great thing so they just feed it i don't know but oh, it's crazy i agree and you know back in the day um you know i played basketball and high school and football in high school and all those other things you you basically had a practice you had practices throughout the week and then you had a game you know and if you got good enough you could play in the in the uh sectionals and then if you made it to this past sectionals you went to regionals and if you got past regionals you might go to the you know the state which we never even got to um now they have tournaments every other weekend um they have a couple nationals they have different state championships and it's just like anybody who opens up anything can have i mean our kids played were on the nationals volleyball team and they created a team for that you know they had never played before yeah. and they went to the nationals and uh, I mean, that is fact, granted this about- isn't homeschooling i mean if you were in uh you know public school it's not quite that the same but but they play uh club ball outside of that so yeah. there's just like you said, Ben, there's just an endless, so many things, endless supply of that, and and you know we talk to parents all the time, whether no matter what school they're in, and they're going to Florida for games. I mean, my sister was they're talking about a homeschool football team that was going to Florida to play, and from Indiana, you know, and that's just a long way, and it can be exhausting. And again, I think you hit the nail on the head, Ben, because. Um, you know, it, it isn't so much whether they play or don't play, but that pressure of right. what what will they amount to if they don't, or maybe if they do. And of course, everybody who plays or who, everybody who's in it involved, they always sing such high praises of whatever they're involved. You know, like, oh, I think every kid should be in a play. You know, I think every kid should be on the debate team. Well, that's and it was, just goes on and on. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say about that. And, I, and I've said this recently, but I've just come to kind of like a, a crux in my life where it's just, you know, every person does most of the things they do because they think it's, you know, is best or, you know, and, and every industry, every group, every, um, you know, extracurricular activity, they're going to have research and proof and all of these things and why it's so important that you need to do it. But you just can't do it all. Like it is impossible to do everything that theoretically someone thinks is the optimal way. Is like, well, debate has shown that you know kids who debate are ten percent more likely to be able to interact. You know, in the work, whatever. And it's just like, I mean, you're not going to have research necessarily to prove them wrong. But you just cannot. You just can't let that. You know, it's just it's endless. There's always something else that you know they, that needs to be done or could be done better. And I don't mean you can't ever improve or you can't ever have things that you know push your kid to to do something maybe slightly outside their comfort zone. But it's just it just cannot be the motivating factor purely because it will you'll literally it'll ruin your life. I think um, if you just listen to all of the the things that are better, you know, always and uh, constantly. But. I'm well, and I think sometimes they're weighted so heavily that they don't play or they don't do it just because it's fun. Right. They do it because it might lead to something else or it might contribute. And honestly, and 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 I'll, I, we'll talk about our story in just a second here. But when people tell me, uh, oh, I just learned so much from being on a team, honestly, I want to go, whatever. 
You know, I was on those teams. I didn't learn anything except bad stuff. You know, there was nothing how to bully, you know, the weaker players, you know, that I don't know. But but I don't believe that it contributed to the sterling success that I am today. You know, (laughs) this says uh, this says about out of all of the high school basketball players, point. 02 to 03% end up going on to play professionally. And it says of college, about 1% of college players end up uh, going to, you know, a professional. But it's just crazy. Uh, sorry, that was a side tangent. But I just wanted to look it up right. because you always hear kind of, you know, a lot of people that is kind of the, that's kind of the, the goal, you know. Um, but again, that's only in some circles. But Well, I know a lot of people to ask us about like what did, the, they and they they kind of point it. They say, "What did you do with sports?" And uh, when we first started homeschooling, you know that wasn't even in consideration. We were just kind of like, we we didn't have sports in mind. That wasn't like one of those things when we homeschooled. We we didn't look so far ahead and thought, you know, what are we going to do about the prom or you know, what are we going to do about sports? Because everybody has to, you know, you have to be in sports and you have to be in these things. And even though we did hear, you know, pressure from some people who said, oh, it'd be so nice if your kids could be in sports. They would love it so much. Um, and then we start, we we began Family Man Ministries uh, that turned into the Smiling Homeschooler or branched off into the Smiling Homeschooler. And we started traveling all over the country. And we did not have time to be involved in sports or any of those other extracurricular things. Our extracurricular was traveling. And, uh, you know, people would sometimes say to me, oh, it's too bad that your kids can't be in sports. And I wanted to say, I mean, it was my the meanness in me, wanted to be, oh, it's too bad that your kids can't travel all over the country and have gone to all the other, all the states and all the civil battlefields and all the, you know, because it's just your experience. You know, if you're a, if you live on a farm, it's too bad that everybody can't live on a farm. If you live in on a blimp, it's too bad that everybody can't live on a blimp. I mean, that's too bad true. that anybody. If you live no. on a blimp, everyone else is is living a lesser life for sure. Oh, I, and I've talked to homeschoolers who have sailed around the ocean with their family. And they'd say, "Oh yeah, it's so fun to bathe in the in the." I watch you know, those Mediterranean on YouTube. Sea. I want to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, but that's not our experience. So we our our older kids, really, until we got to Maggie, uh, who's our third youngest, none of them played. Uh, an organized. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, did, yeah, ben did play t-ball one time. Oh yeah, uh, he was pretty. He was pretty amazing. Uh, a couple games away but we didn't play next level <laughs> the pros <Yeah>. the pros <laughs> we did play a lot of sports we just didn't play organized sports i mean we played right. volleyball probably four nights a week you know we played pickup football with friends I mean, we did a lot of stuff with you know uh, to be able to compete and enjoy that and we had so much fun but it wasn't uh it didn't become a full-time job <laughs> you know so don't just think Ben sat around doing chess yeah. and, you know, board games and puzzles. Uh, he he can play sports and he's really, really good at them. But that we didn't play Little League basketball. And then we started, uh, I think, upward basketball with Maggie. I think she was uh, the youngest at the time. I about and, and I decided to, at that moment I hated it all. Uh, I just I am not a sports dad. I don't like 
even though I did like upwards because you had like one practice and a game on the same day. And I thought this is awesome. Uh, and their season was only like six weeks. And I, and, uh, and then my other boys kind of got involved in it. And uh, now we have one son, Jed, who just lives and drinks and eats uh, basketball and really any other sport. He's had ping pong lessons. He loves it all. I mean, you um, know, it's probably his older brother's fault. I mean, we were forcing this poor kid at the age of six to be competing with like 20 year olds, you know, so he just is like grew up with this. And he could hold his own at six. I know. He was it's just kind crazy. of amazing. <laughs> it was kind of, and he loves it. And, you know, and really maybe that's, maybe that's it. Um, I, I'm, I, I was kind of writing this out, thing out, like how I mean, we might, uh, whatever, move forward talking about this, but, uh, you know, kind of pros and cons and all that stuff. But Ben, what would you say are, I mean, the, the cons the, uh, organize anything. There's a con because the, the, some of the cons are, it does contend to pull family apart a little bit um you know especially if you have multiple children because it's hard to be every you can't be all at one place all at the same time and it does i mean there are practices and i mean you know jed my 15 year old i mean there are days i hardly even see him because he played basketball in the morning and then he had a volleyball practice and then he had a basketball practice and it just feels like we're driving all the time and there are games and even tonight you know my wife and he are at a basketball game and uh, you know, I think last weekend before when he got injured, he was in a basketball game at a tournament in Michigan and I was working here at home and all the kids were working here at home. And and so, you know, when my kids were when Ben was little, I mean, we were just all together all the time. And it was a really beautiful, precious time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really resisted some of that um, because I, I cared so much about the unit of the family that I resisted maybe more than some would. Right. Um, but there are pros. I get it. And maybe you see some of those, Ben. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are pros and especially I think if your kid is really wanting to do certain things, you know, maybe it's instrument, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. I think that's, you know, fine to help encourage in certain areas. But I do think being really careful that it's not motivated by outside voices, you know, uh, and I don't think it's, I think it's important not just to look at, you know, this is something I've talked about with our, like our marriage group that we do every week, you know, it's an evening every week. So that's like one out of seven nights a week that we, you know, dedicate to basically not being with the kids, but it's not just what you gain, but it's also what are you giving up, you know? So, uh, you know, if you are gaining, okay, they, they get some fun playing basketball or whatever, you know, maybe they, uh, you know, enjoy being able to be in an orchestra or whatever, but being aware at least of the cost of that, meaning not just the financial, but yeah, you are giving, going to be giving up a ton of time potentially as a family, whole family unit, because one of the, you know, the kids is maybe going to be out three nights a week or whatever it is. And it's not saying it's not worth that, but at least being aware of it, because it is a big cost. Uh, and I also feel like the other thing is some people I always and I always hated this one is when one of my, you know, friend and usually it's some guy or something would be like, oh, man, your your brother could be a so much more potential. Or you guys could have had so much more potential. And I'm like, potential for what? Like, 
I mean, then the real scheme, like it's, we're not missing potential. Like we could maybe, yes, play more, but that doesn't mean we're actually going to be like, well, we had an opportunity to provide for our family. And because we didn't, you know, give it our all, we didn't, you know, like most of the time that's not going to happen. So the potential is just more fun, more enjoyment. I get there are a lot of benefits of being on a team and having to work hard and practice and do things you don't like to do I, or whatever else it is. But that's called family. I, I just, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think there's a lot of opportunities for playing and working and learning lots in a family. I do not, again, I don't believe that those things are the instruments where we learn the most. I, I really don't. And, and you know, and one of the things that we were concerned about is that really you, you've homeschooled your kids and you, you're kind of, you, you've been able to control the influences to go in and all that stuff. Once you begin that, whatever that, path is it doesn't matter it doesn't can't it might not be just sports it might be plays or it might be these things you are introducing a lot of other things at a informative or a informative it's informative, informative. Is that the right word? just a formative time of life an informative time of life you know and i mean there have been times where we're like ooh, we're not too sure about that you know that relationship or we're like I don't, are these people are they christians you know that are leading this we don't know and now that now we're unsure about those things. And I'm not saying you can, should hide your kids under a rock, but if one of the reasons that you began this homeschooling journey is that you could, you know, train your kids while maybe limiting some other influences at first, you know, because of course everybody has to be turned, you know, you have to let them go sometime. Um, but I'm not sure that a fourth grader is the time that you need yeah. to let them go. And again, I feel like that's part of you know understanding the true cost and being really aware of that. Um, but I, I kind of like Zane here in the comments there. He said, we limit our kids to wanting extracurricular outside of the house. No one needs to be driving around all week trying to fit so much in the calendar. Uh, and maybe it is something like that. Maybe once a year they get, you know, you have, so they get to choose something or whatever it may be. Um, I, I kind of like that, but there's a lot of options. And obviously, again, I think there's some, um, amount of, what are they interested in? But real quick before, I have a question based off that, but before we uh, get into that, I just wanna say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Um, they've been a great supporter of us and of just the homeschool community. Uh, they're one of the best out there. Uh, you should definitely check them out. Mid-year is a great time to try it. If you are hating math, your kids are hating math, uh, and you're not using teaching textbooks, which I hope you're not if you hate it, uh, head on over to teachingtextbooks.com. It's super fun. It's interactive. They have a free trial over there, and we encourage you to check them out. We also want to thank uh, Homeschooling Today magazine as they're getting ready to, to uh, uh, release their, their winter issue. And usually they have a countdown clock, and they don't over on their website, but they have lots of other great resources. And if you pre-order the winter issue, you can get the 2023 back issues for free. Um, again, uh, you just have to pay the shipping. Um, beautiful copies. Um, I I have mine in our bathroom, and they have such encouraging articles. Um, and I know during the the doldrums of winter, uh, it's easy to be discouraged and think you're all alone and kind of lose some of your conviction. Uh, homeschooling today will stiffen your spine again and and pour back into you to encourage you in the things that you want to do and again uh one of the great things about uh once you subscribe you can get the digital version as well and i just recorded the article that i wrote for their magazine so all the authors record theirs um with an for an audio and so you can listen to the author uh 
you know, read the article right to you. So it's a great resource. You can check it out at homeschoolingtoday.com. So, I mean, part of, you know, being a parent is you have to, you know, teach a kid, lead your kid, and uh, especially in areas that, kid. Yeah, yeah, that they, you know, may not want to do something. I mean, that happens literally every day. You know, we were working with Hudson last night and tonight on eating food that he doesn't want to eat, you know. So it's not just that you let your kid do whatever they want and you always let them decide everything. That's, you know, we've never said that and that's not, you know, not the takeaway. But what do you think, you know, maybe it is something where they express interest in wanting to do music or, you know, again, fill in the blank, whatever that may be, that extracurricular thing. Do you think there is a spot where maybe you do, you know, push them a little bit to go outside their comfort zone or put more effort, you know, a little bit of effort in when they might be saying, "Ah, I just don't want to do it anymore, you know, or whatever. Do you think it is always just if they say... No, nah, I don't want to do it. You just say, okay. Or do you think there is a place where for, you know, making sure that, you know, pushing them a little bit? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, again, all this is parenting. All this is education. This is teaching them. Um, my, even my dad, who was not a homeschooler, you know, he, I can remember him making my brother who didn't want to do anything play football because he thought he'd enjoy playing football, you know, and my brother complained about it and he thought, I don't want to do it. You know, and he put him in it and he did great. Um, he did the same thing about band. He made my same brother. He had to play in the band and he hated it and he made it a few years and then he dropped it, you know, but they directed that, you know, they didn't wait for something like that. And so, you know, yeah, I might fan some things that my kids might want to do, but there might be some things that they want to do that I say, no, nah, we're not going to do that because I don't think that's the best avenue. You know, maybe we do it a different way. Maybe it's not through this sport. And it might, again, I, I keep landing on sports, but maybe it's not sports. You know, maybe it's an instrument or maybe it's, maybe even it's just youth group, you know, where your kids are involved and they demand a lot. Uh, you know, I, I think the parent's job is to do what's best for your child and not just best. And that may be not playing those things. You know, it might be, Saying no, you know, like my dad would say, "Oh, you've been a, you've been busy, too busy this week. You need to be at home." And I think that maybe we say, "Hey, we're too busy. We need to spend more time at, at home." Um, and so, I, and I would do that, you know. But uh, you know, I had a Jed who likes to play all sports. He she, he really liked playing ping pong. So my wife found some Olympic ping pong guy who could barely walk, who looked. Like, there's no way this guy can play ping pong. And as soon as he hit one ball, you thought, this guy knows how to play ping pong. Um, and it was fun. It was, And he only did it a few times. But, you know, so I don't know. I know, again, some parents will take the op, the maybe take that a little further and say, well, you know, taking piano lessons for 12 years is good for my kids. So I'm going to make him, you know, if your kid's not crying all the time and it doesn't drive you nuts, go for it, you know, but it, there's nothing wrong with saying you don't like it. I don't like it. Let's just stop and be okay. Because I think that's what we should talk about next, Ben, is should a parent feel guilty for choosing not to do those things? You can answer it. Oh man. Well, real quick here, I was going to read a couple of the comments. Gloria said, as a kid, I was always told I had to finish the season. And Zane, again, then followed up and said, big believer in finishing strong. If you start, finish it. Again, we, you know, I think that's good. But we also had And I would agree for the there, season, but, you know, yeah. I, for the season. I, You know, you don't want 
people who quit in the middle because right. the team, you know, is counting on him. And even my son yeah. Jed, you know, he's injured and he's like, "Do I have to go to the games?" And I'm like, "Of course you have to go to the game. You're part of the team. You know, you're going to yeah. be there and cheering him on." So and then he yes. said, "Also, like giving them choices. If you're interested in X, have you considered Y? Uh, you know, and that's part of I think directing and uh, kind of channeling and you know, uh, your kid doesn't know what they don't know, but." uh what was your question again oh yeah do they need to feel guilty i mean i would say no uh if you uh again if you believe what you're doing and maybe say that so you're obviously the goal is to do what's best for your children and if you think you're doing what's best for your children and you know and there's not that voice inside saying this is bad or this is and because that can be i think listening to it if you are doing something um, you know, uh, if you are doing an extracurricular and you do kind of have there, I'm not sure about this. This feels like it might be too much, or maybe this is going not a direction I liked or thought it was good. I think you should listen to that. Um, obviously it could be Satan telling you a lie of, Oh, I need to be doing, uh, I need to be doing uh, more and we're not doing enough. But, uh, if you just feel like your family is, it's going well and you need, it's not something you need to add. I would encourage you don't listen to, again, the experts or the people who are just like, oh, well, my kid does this and my kid does that and my kid does this because that will just, I mean, tear you apart. And uh, I don't think just because, you know, the Joneses do it, uh, we have to keep up with that. So that'd be my initial. Or even the guilt of thinking, if I don't let them, will somehow that be detrimental later? And I just think that is the biggest lie that we foister on ourselves and others put upon us. I mean, the truth is if your kid's meant to be in the NBA, he doesn't have to ever play basketball and he'll show up one day. They will pick him out of the ghetto in the, not in the ghetto, I shouldn't have said that, in a trash heap, you know, and they'll say, this kid can play basketball. Haven't you ever watched Tarzan and all those, the world's greatest athlete when they get the guy from Africa, you know, who throws a coconut faster than a a bullet, you know, that's what happens. I mean, that's what they're made for. I mean, I, I think Larry Bird didn't even play. And some of them are like, who's Larry Bird? Uh, Larry Bird, did, I don't, I think barely, I think he got cut from his high school basketball team. So, you know, it doesn't have to be in the fifth grade to play. And some will say, yeah, but you got to start there. Baloney, you know, it, your kids are going to be fine. And if they want to do it later, they can figure it out later. You don't have to feel any so- guilt. A professional soccer player he was like one of the best in the world and he said don't even take it seriously until you're 14 because that you won't really be able to make any difference like you will not know if someone's truly going to be gifted until even close to that so don't only do it for fun and then at that point maybe then you could see if someone's got the skill or not you know and, and then actually might have that gift and be able to go from there but he's like never there's take probably it too some- serious below that you know uh, there's probably some other soccer player will say don't even get serious about it until you're three yeah exactly. you know? that's true. <laughs> enjoy My those dad. first three yeah. years of your life but there's just yeah. something that yeah. in us as humans i think that we look at those people who you know it's like uh it was uh well it, i don't know if king richard is like this but you know like those movies and books and stuff where there's like you know the, like i know the um there's some dad who taught all three of his daughters or something to be chess masters you know and it just he trained them from the age they were zero, you know, essentially they started reading them chess theory and all that kind of stuff. And it's like we all think like, man, that's insane and so intense. But, I, you know, but there is part well, of then us like, man, killed them. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but you're just like, wow, maybe my kids could should be that great at something, you know, and it's just like 
again, that's hard because it's it, it really is where are your priorities is, you know, in life uh, that that, you know, those achievements in terms of music or those achievements in terms of sports or those achievements in terms of work or whatever it may be are more important than the type of person they are, the family they'll raise uh, and their character they have. And, and but I mean, everyone, I think I, or not everyone, but a lot of people feel that draw It is that just constant like, oh, man, maybe I should be pushing them that hard. And they could be, you know, playing the violin like, uh, you know, uh, you know, about the and age honestly, of four. I know? wonder if the, if that is the truth, if they could be doing that, if you push them hard yeah. enough, I mean, but is that, but again, is that what you want? Do you is want your kid to be the one want? who said, I never heard my dad say they were proud of me one time in my whole life. You know, like, is that, I'm not saying every person's like that, that achieves those, but a lot of times you have to push unbelievably hard to achieve, uh, you know, that level of and, quote unquote success, uh, you know, in a thing, but and I can Sorry. remember, I remember, I, I wish I would have written down a name, though. I mean, I heard a uh, violinist who's world-renowned now, I think it was violin, it could have been some other instrument with strings. And, uh, you know, and he said he practiced all the time. He could not go out and play because he practiced all the time. And it said it was not, and I mean, as he was talking about how much he enjoyed playing, I kind of got this vibe that he didn't really like it. You know, that it wasn't something that he enjoyed until more recently when it was became a little more freeing to him that he didn't have to do some of that. But the way he talked, it, it sounded pretty stifling. And I would probably have guessed that he didn't have a lot of great mem- fond memories of his mom and dad who pushed him so, so hard. Yeah. I mean, so, it, it, and again, it's not the, the idea of just, oh, just let him be a bum because that's not the point, you know, but I mean, because we did hard things, you know, you made, you know, my brother come help work this weekend when we uh, all were working on uh, adding on somewhere, you know, and he doesn't like it and he hates it. But, you know, we didn't like it growing up. And there, so there obviously is benefit in making your child do something that they don't enjoy. I mean, you've got to learn how to work. You've got to learn how to do things that are not fun because that's unfortunately life. You know, no one love. Well, very few people love doing the dishes and that kind of stuff. But so you have to have things that are challenged. But uh, just make sure I think it's in the areas that count, not just the things that the world says are important. Um, yeah. But. Well, we need to wrap this up. We've kind of taken this in maybe in a little bit different direction towards the end about success and all that. And that might be its, an own show on its own. Um, but as far as it, for extracurricular, you know, you get to decide, mom and dad. You know, you get to decide if this is good for your child, is, is this good for your family? If you ch- decide it is, you know, it's okay to have limits. It's okay to say, hey, you can be involved at this level, level but we're not going to do all this level. You know, if you want to do all the level, go for it. If you feel like it's good for your family and good for your child, go for it. Um, but if you decide to do none of it, that's okay too. You can just do family. You learn everything you need to know in a family. Um, you know, and and if they can't throw a football with a perfect spiral later on, you know, they're going to be okay. It doesn't really matter. Um, well, we need to close this down. We're, uh, I hope you're having a great week. And again, if you're, you haven't gone into it full uh, school, back into the school year, full steam, that's okay. You can still drag your feet a little bit because you homeschool. Your kids are going to be fine. And then, you know, you're going to get back in the swing sooner or later. So um, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And of course, don't forget to smile no matter what you choose to do with extracurricular activities. 
Thanks for listening. Hopefully you were encouraged by our episode this week. If you would like more weekly encouragement, make sure to sign up for our weekly email over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. As always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week, and don't forget to smile.